a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What does it take to make an award-winning website? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, with Word South, and my guest today is Joe Kohegi of Norvado in Cable, Wisconsin. You're the marketing manager there. Joe, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks, Andy. Good to be here. So we are uh, here at the NTCAPR and Marketing Conference in Nashville, where you guys got some good news yesterday. Congratulations on the Telechoice Award for the website that you guys did in-house. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a, uh, a big project, and it was... It, very honored to be, you know, recognized amongst my peers and uh, in, in the industry. So it was cool. Cool. So I will take that and, and put a link to their site in the show notes on the podcast so that you guys can go see what, what it looks like. It'd be a little tough to, to describe everything to you. It's kind of a visual thing, but uh, but you guys can, uh, in the show notes, find that, or I'm sure just Google uh, Norvato and the site will come up. So, But let's talk about a little bit about the process. So I guess the biggest thing um, with a website or with anything, uh, but it's just finding out what your current or what your old site didn't do and what you want your new one to do. So tell me about that part of the process. Yeah, so when I got to Norvato, that was kind of the first thing that stood out to me is that the, uh, you know, the website was was okay. Um, it kind of just built off, uh, you know, sort of I call it Web 1.0 uh, structure, uh, very much a billboard, if you will, and uh, it needed to have more of a purpose. So kind of sitting down with the team and saying, what do we want it to do? What's the future state kind of look like for Web for us in terms of customer support, uh, product information, and also potentially. Um, lead generation and, and, and online ordering. And so we took sure. that and worked backwards. And we changed platforms. We, you know, we moved off uh, sort of an older archaic platform and, and moved into WordPress. Okay. Um, wanted to do that for a couple other reasons. Um, one being it's, it's usability. It's very easy to go in, make your own edits, and, uh, and, and design and adapt as uh, the customer need changes as well as your internal staff changes from there what else didn't we have from a a functionality point of view Uh, the ability to just boy just capture a lead uh have a form i mean really Mm. simple simple things that they weren't doing and we could implement easily with uh with a wordpress implementation so that was kind of the first part we wanted it to be a sales driver right as well as a customer support tool and a channel for communications for uh, the customers to contact us so let's talk about that customer support aspect, because I'm sure that's part of what set you guys apart uh, when the judges were considering everything uh, for the site. So you guys have done a lot with that knowledge base and, and help topics on there on the website. Quite a few articles uh, just helping explain some of those uh, easier topics to go over. Yeah, so that's a good one. So one of the, we had a really nice quick links uh, uh, portion of the website that uh, our CSRs loved and, and it, uh, the customers love uh, basically our footer turned into the main navigation of our site so uh, you know deep page content wasn't even being viewed they were just kind of hitting up the quick link so we wanted to separate that a little bit let our products uh, and our value proposition shine through on the on the main pages and so what we did is set up a uh, a separate knowledge base Um, it's under the support tab you can go there there's hundreds of articles based on different categories of, of product you know account setup billing um, general information about the cooperative and you know almost those articles turn into mini blog posts uh, that the customer can find it's great for SEO 
Uh, and it's also good for our tier one support. So our dispatch team or our after hours support uh, uses that as well. Um, so we wanted to, in a sense, monetize our support by reducing the amount of calls that came in. Uh, and it's been tremendous. We received 300 or more search, active searches um, a month on that support page. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And then actual views, people go back to them, they link to them, they okay. share them. Uh, you know, literally tens of thousands of views on, on all of the articles. So, uh, in the last year. So it wasn't just a good idea in the office. It's one that's actually being put to practice. You know, people are putting it to use right there uh, in the community. That's great. So just to unpack a little bit of that, just for folks who may not be um, as, as up with, with what all that does, because I think this is an important point for folks. So not only can folks go onto the site and then look through the knowledge base to see articles such as um, my set-top box isn't working um, you know, some of those things, how do I, I would imagine things like how do you reprogram, uh, you know, the remote or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so some things like that. So that's helping you guys avoid those calls. But then you've also got the search engine stuff, which if they're, uh, well, I'll just let you get into that. So, so I think folks, you know, will get that it's helping people who are already on your site do that. But tell me, talk a little bit, just unpack that for us about how that also helps uh, with search engines. Yeah, no, that's great. That's been um, an intended byproduct of, of doing this is that each article is keyword optimized okay. uh, for Norvato's particular product line and, and particular need. Um, so we just don't write an article and throw it out there. We try to strategically um, uh, set up those articles so it's easily to be crawled by um, you know the search engines and can align with our particular product so that's easily found. We write the articles like you would ask Google. You know, uh, how do I restart my Wi-Fi? Why isn't my Wi-Fi working? Or, you know, how do I do a speed test? Like, these are the types of things that can bring folks um, great knowledge and great value, but also brings them back into our brand, and we can position ourselves as the authority and the subject matter experts um, in uh, in their area and, and beyond. Right, and I think that's so important. Positioning, too, you know, I mean, there, there's I really like the idea of, of doing that. Uh, so just from so many different angles that it does that. What were some of the other things that have proven, because um, you guys have been live with the site for, what, about six months, you said? Uh, about a year and a half. About it took, a half. It, it okay. took about six months to, uh, to do the, the site redesign and, and build out. Okay. We'll get into the process of the build out first, but let's talk here first about just how it's been used. Is, are, are people using it the ways you thought that they were? Or have there been some, some features more popular than you expected? Or how are folks using the site so far? Yeah, no, that's good. So two big things that came out of it. One was chat. Okay. Um, so the chat feature was uh, brought in on the, the, the previous site, but it wasn't as highlighted as much. And so on, on the new site, we really had a focus around chat uh, with our CSR. So they log in every morning, um, they get their little desktop client to pop up as they're online, and uh, the chat feature instantly changes to we're available and ready to take your, uh, your questions or um, comments. So chat's been one of those things that has um, supplemented and, and uh, you know, really helped also within the knowledge base because we can share links directly within that chat and they can go get their information directly uh, right out of there. We don't have to email or do stuff. So chat's been really, really big and, an, and a nice addition to the way folks can get their information. So the second thing was um, we felt it important um, to communicate our, our, our TV value proposition. It's expensive okay. to do TV and, and we're up against tough competition against DirecTV and some of those others. 
Uh, and folks had a tough time understanding what we offered. What are the channels? You know, why should I go with you? You know, what are your different tiers? What are your different packages? So we have an interactive channel guide that makes it really easy to, to see what we have and, and find the channels, access um, TV Everywhere channels. Um, so it's an interactive channel guide that they can print and, and filter and sort and, you know, make a channel guide for the kid or, uh, or you know, I, I want to know all my sports channels and you, we can print those off. So we wanted to make the site interactive and usable on an ongoing basis. Just one final question on the, the chat there. You have all of your CSRs are equally responsible for the queue of online chats as well as the people that are walking in off the street or calling in or anything. Yeah, that's right. So right now, um, it's sort of been the hockey stick, right? Uh, usage of chat was low as we first um, unrolled, you know, rolled this out. But as we've gone now, it, um, you know, we're probably doing 10 to 15 chats a day. Uh, so it's not hard to manage right now, okay. but it is becoming more and more. So, uh, yeah, CSRs have to manage that between walk-ins, phone calls they're making, outbound calls, and then also chat. Um, going forward, we are going to be looking at um, a scheduling tool to, you know, uh, sort of round-robin people in, into different uh, uh, support chairs, one for okay. chat, one for, you know, taking walk-ins, and one for making outbound calls. So as that volume picks up, we'll have to, you know, put more resources against that. I don't know what what I was expecting, but that's a significant number already if you're getting that many chats every day. I mean, that's that's significant. Good for you all for doing that. Yeah, it's been great. And the, the good thing is, I mean, as most of us who have used an online chat, um, people are doing other things as they're chatting with you. So it doesn't, like, you're not just sitting there plugging away at these chats. You know, it could be 15, 20 minutes, and, you know, um, you can do other things. Sure. It's just nice to have those chat chats open and, and addressing people's issues. Right. Two final things here. So you talked about it a little bit earlier, but just talk me through the time frame um, and everything that went into this, because obviously for a lot of people, this is going to be the primary way that they're interacting with you guys. So you, it was important to get it right. Did this any of this have to go all the way to the board or was it basically just you guys handling it and, and then start to finish? How long did the process take of making this happen? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the, the beauty of working at Nervado. I have a really good leadership team and uh, my boss, Leo Carlson, and the CEO, Chad Young, um, kind of give me freedom and lateral to, to do the things I trust and, um, you know, what I've done in the past to be able to, um, you know, bring these efforts about. So uh, I didn't have that resistance. You know, we obviously had reviews and we looked at where we were and kind of progress tracking and just make sure it was kind of over the target. But, um, you know, the big thing was uh, taking a, a step back, looking at what we had, creating a project plan based on where the site needed to be today, tomorrow, and in five years, and saying, you know, how do we how do we accomplish that? So that'd be my first thing is just take your time. Don't try to go and build Rome right, right away. Uh, you know, get a get a good foundation. Pick the right platform that's going to work for your company, and then start to structure it around um, usability. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I wanted everything to be within one or two clicks, and not overly complicated. It's very easy to make a site uh, complicated. Sure. And if the customer can't use it, it doesn't matter how pretty it is it, if it's it, not usable, right? You're right, it doesn't. And so that was that was the big thing. So that's why we, we, we took time to make our, our product categories really clean, really easy to find, and uh, give them the information that they want right away. Don't bury the good stuff at the bottom. Right. Serve it up right away, and then make it easy to contact. Every page has a call to action. Every page has a contact form, the phone number, and a chat widget uh, right there. So that was kind of one-on-one. Sure. 
And then we built in advanced features like lead generation for the sales team, integration into Salesforce, um, into our marketing automation tools for uh, you know email and stuff like that. Sure. That came down the road more like a 2.0. Okay. And uh, knowledge base was 3.0. Right. So that's how we're, we're looking at what else can we make it do to work for us. Sure. And the last question I had for you, and it's a question that I usually end with on a lot of these podcasts, but is there one or two things that through the process you look back and you say, I wish I had done that differently? You know, you're not going to do a website all that often, so maybe folks who are in the middle of the process right now or about to start it, is there one or two things that you wish you would have done differently that you could pass on to save them the, the trouble? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're designing something you always are going to second guess yourself and sure. you wish you could make it better. But, you know, there is no such thing as perfection. So that would be one thing I've learned throughout my career is uh, don't get hung up on that. Um, you don't want to push out junk, but right. you also need to keep moving forward and incrementally improve. So, like I said, take a step back, strategize, make sure it's what you want today and going forward, and then you can build towards that. So that's kind of the first thing. I think the second thing is um, know how you're going to host it. Uh, our site got pretty large. We have a lot of graphics. Um, sure. The way we were hosting it, um, the performance was very, very slow. So it took us a couple of months to figure all that out. And we were doing it all in-house. So um, had we had a partner, that probably would have helped. Um, but, you know, we went to a, a business cloud hosting that was very fast. That improved our search again, too. And uh, we moved it to a secure site um, actually within the last month. So that'd be another thing I would do right away, too, is uh, get that on the fastest hosting you can and uh, make sure it's optimized um, for the customer as well as, uh, you know, making it a secured site optimized for search. Definitely. Well, those are good insights all the way around. So congratulations again on winning the Telechoice Award. That's a cool honor to be, you know, uh, of all the all the sites and everybody. I think there are 290 uh, people at this conference. Uh, yeah. So to be kind of singled out there as, as to have the best site. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Yeah, it was great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. He is Joe Kohegi. He is with Norvado in Cable, Wisconsin. He's a marketing manager there. Joe, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Andy. And I'm your host, Andy Johns. We have a couple more episodes I think we're going to record here in the Music City at the NTCAPR Marketing Conference. Uh, but uh, we've got, uh, I believe, a couple more lined up anyway. So until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.